0: Lord God, we realize tonight that you are everything that we need. All of those names of yours, you that's who you are, God. And you you meet us wherever we need you. We worship you and we honor you, Lord Jesus. You are so good. Hey, so tonight if you've never been to a Holy Spirit night, we, um, we have a few different people to come and speak and they're going to speak about something that they believe God's put on their heart. And... Um, I want to, you know, often I've come with it, if I can just go with one thing, just one thing can speak to me. Um, we've got four or five people that are going to just share something brief tonight, and I want to challenge you to ask God to speak to you for every one of them, because, you know, sometimes whatever the person's saying, you go, how did you get that out of that? But that's when the Holy Spirit's talking to you, and when you open up your heart and you just press in, um, God can talk to you. So it's not a coincidence you're here tonight, and... um Yeah, I'm just believing that God's going to speak to all of us. And so I want to just read quickly from 2 Samuel 12. And it says, yeah, so the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. I'm going to read the story quickly. It says, there were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many of sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb that he had bought. He raised the little lamb and it grew up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his own cup. And he cuddled him in his arms. Sounds like my dogs. It cuddled him in his arms like his baby daughter. So he really liked this little lamb. And this is one day a guest arrived at the home of the rich man. But instead of killing an animal from his own flock and herd, he took the poor man's lamb and he killed it and prepared it for his guest. David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to the poor man for the one that he stole and for having no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. And the story goes that David had many wives, he had the whole kingdom was his, but he took Bathsheba, who was another man's wife, and he killed the man. And so you know, I love what Pastor Allen said. We are all the parts in every story. We can be each one of those people. And tonight I want to ask you and I ask myself, how many times have I done something that I think, man, that person should never do that, but I'm doing the exact same thing. You know, we've all done the strength finders or the, the four blocks, which one do you feel You're sanguine or you, you know, reserve, whatever. And we all see those things as our strengths. But have we ever looked at what our weaknesses are and said, God, I really want to work on that. You know, I might have a strength of of leadership and running things, but mercy is not mine. So I just say, well, I don't have to do that. That's not true. You need to be working on that. God wants that in your life too. And so what are the things in my life that I need to look at and say, you know what, I've judged that person and I've judged that person. Normally I find that those are the very things that are in my life that I'm trying to hide. And so tonight as we worship and sing the next song, I'm not going to get anyone to come forward, but I want you to just ask God to speak to you. And I believe when you do, you say, Holy Spirit, what are the things in my life? That I may be judging others and I need to, need to fix my heart because I've got the exact same problem. And normally we see things in other people's lives way bigger than our own life. And we minimize our issues and make their issues way bigger. Tonight's an opportunity for you in your relationship with God to say, Holy Spirit, what are the things in my life that you want to speak to me about? What am I doing that I've seen in other people but actually the exact same things in me? And I don't, want to do, I don't want to be like that. Because the Bible says that God will forgive you when you forgive others. But also if you judge, that you're going to be judged. And so we stand there. So tonight, when you're just, if you're comfortable, raise your hands. And I'm going to pray. And then we're going to ask the worship team to carry on. Holy Spirit, tonight we, we believe you are here. We believe that you do speak to us. And I want to ask the Holy Spirit that you would speak to all of us in this building but the things in our lives we maybe haven't noticed. They seem so glaringly obvious in other people. But I want you to speak to us tonight. Whatever, whatever I'm short of, wherever whatever I'm not meeting the mark, the golden standard of love that you've put as an example in our lives, would you show me and would you bring it to my attention? Some things you may have showed me before, but some things may be brand new. And Holy Spirit, I want to respond And we all want to respond and we want to make sure that we're living the way you want us to live. We want to be imitators of God. We want to live a life that is worthy of being a son and daughter of God. Show us tonight. Put your finger on it. We want to respond. Amen.
1: Church, so often we can be trying to rush through often we can be getting so busy and there's always something, something that we have to do. But tonight I really just felt on my heart to share the pursuit of God. Now the word pursue means to go after. To pursue means to look at something and say, that's what I want. But it's not just saying that, but it's going after it. It's actioning that. And so often we can want something and just stay and wait. You hear so often that, you know, we need a hunger, a hunger for God. And we can get a hunger for a lot of things. But until we actually go after it, nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen. What I had two years ago was a a want. And the want for me was I wanted to get fit. I wanted to get healthy. I wanted to not just be healthy physically, but I wanted to be healthy spiritually because God really put on my heart to treat our bodies like a temple. It's important. But I decided, I was like, okay, great. I'll get a gym membership and I'll go. And if I just wanted it, I could literally, if I could want it and get it by just sitting down and watching the treadmill or sitting down and watching the Stairmaster or the weights, that would be amazing. But I actually wanted it. I hungered after the getting healthy. And so what I had to do was I had to actually actively, you guys can sit down if you like, yeah, I had to actively go after that. And I had to put effort into it. I had to Wanted. And it's, um, I have a friend who says all the time, constantly reminding me that we can be motivated to do something. But until we actually discipline ourselves, nothing is going to change the result. Motivation goes up and down and up and down. And we can be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then some days you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. But when we actually put a discipline in our lives and we discipline ourselves to pursue after Him. It changes things in our lives. And we can just sit back and the enemy is fine with us wanting to go after God. He's fine with us saying, yeah, I would love to hear from him. I'd love to get deeper with him. He's fine with us doing that. Because if we're literally just gonna sit down and not do anything about it, then he's happy because we're not changing the kingdom of God. We're not getting closer to Him. We're not saying, actually, I'm going to do everything, everything that I can to go after God and to pursue Him. It's interesting because what we pursue, we value. Whatever we pursue, we value. We put value on. And it is so important to realize that you can get something if you go after it. But... You can always desire things and just sit back and just keep desiring it. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen. We need to start thinking kingdom thinking. Our whole point of coming on earth, the very first thing is to pursue God, to build our relationship with Him. But if we're just going to always leave it on the backbone, if we're always just going to leave it to the last minute and prioritize other things, then nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change. You can want a feeling. You can want something. You can want to love Him, but it's not going to change. And I really had on my heart just how much we actually need to put Him first and to seek Him. In the past two years, I've learned so much about that discipline of every day, I'm going to spend time with Him no matter what. Even if it means that I have to stay up later, even if it means I have to get up earlier, He is my number one priority. And God wants you to have Him as His number one priority too. That's his heart. That's his desire. That is, if you look at the entire Bible, it is literally a love story of him pursuing after you. That is the whole Bible. And so shouldn't our response be to pursue after him? That's where our heart should be. That's our focus. You alone determine the depth of your relationship with him. You, He's not an intrusive God. He is not going to come in and, and invade your space. You have to go after Him. And so while we're singing this next song, if you have any desire to go deeper with Him, if you're like, I just want to feel His presence, I just want to have a spiritual encounter, I just want to get closer to Him, I want to hear His voice, then I want you to get out of your seat and I want you to come down to the front. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Now, if that is you, if you're like, I just know that I really want Him, start coming now. If that is something that has been a priori- that is a priority in your life, come now. I'm just gonna wait until you start coming because I know that there are people that are just gonna stand there But you have to go after Him. You have to step forward. You have to actually do something about it or nothing is going to change. We've got people coming up. I know there is more. And if you're like sitting there being like, oh, I'm I'm worried about what anyone else thinks. Who cares what anyone else thinks? This is between you and God. David, the entire Psalms, It really is his pouring out, his heart pouring out to God. He had his ups. He had his downs. He suffered through so much. But he was just like, God, I want you. And he didn't care about what anyone else thought.
2: Okay, very quickly. Um, Because you always have so much to say and so little time to do it. Um, Ellie? I just I was thinking about about the service and I have always asking God what do you want me to say and he said you know that you know that the scripture in Job where it, where God says to the devil now I'm not the devil but he says to the devil have you seen my servant Job there's no one like him in all the earth you know he's he's a good guy and and God said have you seen my servant Ali and um, and it was like it was like, you know what? She does a lot of this stuff because she just loves me. There's no malice in her heart. She does it because she loves me. She loves this church. And, um, and, he, and it felt like he was saying to me, now I don't know what this looks like or how it works, but um, how, how it will outwork itself. But it felt like he said to me that he was going to reward you with something that is in the depths of your heart. That's something that, that's going to do your heart really well. You know, for all of us, guys, for all of us, there's things, particularly as we get a bit older, and I'm going to talk about this soon, but there's things in our hearts, you know, over the years, we carry some stuff with us. It's kind of like dry ground. Sometimes it's, and sometimes you forget that it's even there after a while. You know what I mean? Like you've moved on from it and you're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. And you just kind of carry it with you as you go. But I really felt like he was saying just, just watch there's something that's going to come into your life there's something that you, you'll be surprised what you've longed for this or for how long you've longed for this that it's, it's come about and, and so two things, I want to honour you in front of everybody here tonight for all the work that you do, you do an amazing job you do an amazing job and um, in the name of Jesus we call out that special thing Whatever it is, we call it out. In the name of Jesus, we prophesy right now over you, fruitfulness, fruitfulness in a barren place. Fruitfulness in a barren place. Fruitfulness in a barren place. You know, He can do it. You know, He can do it. You may not even know what it is right now. But when you come out on the other side, you'll look back and you'll go, far out, He can do it. And it's gonna transform your ministry. Because so often you say to people, This is what he can do. But you're going to have something new and fresh to say, Look, he did it for me. Give it, come, come on, come on, can we can get some praise. Everyone who is over 25, everyone who is over 25, I want you at the front. Everyone who's not at over 25, I want you at the back. Quickly, quickly, because I only get 10 minutes. Not all the way at the back. Don't be silly about it. Oh goodness me, Dave, can you play a beat or something? Can we get some bass going in here, please? Can we can we lift it up a bit? Lift it up a bit. Just play along with what Sam's playing, but at least just lift the atmosphere a little bit. I'm a real big believer that Christians are here to shape atmosphere. Come on, come over here. Don't be don't be shy. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to cry on you or anything like that. Okay. Hey. Psalm 40, Psalm 40 says, Gotta to try to remember the house out. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit, up out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to God. Many will see, many will fear. Many will put their trust in the Lord. And the thing that I had for tonight, the word that I had for tonight, I think God wants to put a new song in you guys. I feel like there's a new song. Like I was saying to Ellie, we've got to have, We've had a lot of songs and, you know, we've had a lot of things that we've gone through in the past. There's been a lot of old songs, to be honest. We've sung before, But I feel like God is saying He wants to put something inside of you. Tonight He wants to remind you there's still time for a new song. There's still time for a new song. And I feel like as we begin to praise and we begin to sing, He's going to put that new song inside of you tonight. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Begin to worship. Every one of you at the back Put your hand out towards them. Don't be shy. You're part of the service too. Aaron, a new song over you, mate. Aaron, a new song over you. You know, it's not, it's not by coincidence that, you, that you've been coming, like, there's been ups and downs through life and all that kind of thing, times where you like coming to church and times where you don't like coming to church. There's a new song coming up. A new song coming up. Embrace the new song, okay? Church isn't going to take all your money. Church isn't going to take all your time. The new song is about you and God. Do you hear what I'm saying? The old is past the new has come in Jesus' name.
3: I just wanted to tell you two stories tonight. And um, they're true stories. And they're very recent, very current. Um, We had a, a gentleman come... This week, or last week, 78-year-old lovely man who's been a Christian, spirit-filled believer for 50-odd years, served God with his whole heart all that time, Um, but he came because recently he's had uncontrollable anger bubbling up inside him, and he didn't know why, and he hated it. And it's got to the point where his wife and his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren said, we're scared of you. And he came and he said, I need help from God because this is not me and I don't want it. And God took him back to a memory when he was three years old. And he was digging a hole He wanted to bury himself so his father couldn't find him because of the violence and the terror that his dad treated him with. But he trusted God enough in that session to let go of that memory and to get healing. And he got rid of his anger. Then a few days later, we had another man come in, sort of half his age, And um, again, a lovely Christian, spirit-filled believer serving God. And um, God showed him. He said, mate, you've got some walls. You've built some walls around you. And um, he said, they're rebuilt walls. They've been taken down before, but you've built them up again because you started believing the the lies, the old lies. I'm not worthy. I've been rejected, God. I'm so, um, I'm so unworthy that God might not accept me the second time around. I'm a failure. I can't. I can't. I can't do what He's asked me to do because I'll just fail at it. And um, the picture He gave this man was. He said, I build build walls too And he he showed him this enormous fortress of God's walls Huge, strong, absolutely impregnable And the way you could get into that kingdom You know in, in industrial areas where they have big roller doors And instead of putting them up and down all the time They've got that little door and you just go through it So there's one of those and he said yeah I want to go and I want to enjoy God's security and peace and healing I said well go and open the door and go through it so he got there and he opened it and he got got in and he said oh I'm stuck and what he was doing he could get through but the old walls that we'd just taken down he'd still had hold of them and they wouldn't fit through that little door and he was trying to pull them with him So he had a choice to make right there and then. Did he trust God enough to let go of the rubbish? Did he trust that God was everything he said he was? Or would he need those walls again? And he could stay on the outside and rebuild them and carry on living like that. Or he could enjoy God's peace and the abundance and the blessings of the kingdom of God. But he couldn't have both. He couldn't take the old stuff with him. And of course, he let the old stuff go. And I asked him, what's it look like? On the other side, And he said, it's way better than I thought it would be. It's way better than I expected. So just park those two stories for a moment. And I just wanted to... our. Our theme this month of Love God, Love People comes from the first two commandments, don't they? I just wanted to read it. I've lost it. Okay, I've lost it. It's gone. Um, The first two commandments was Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your passion, with all your thoughts with everything that's in you and then love people as you love yourself. It's okay. We'd all say we love God. We all love ourselves and we've been focusing most of the month on what it looks like to love people with the love that God wants us to love them with and that's the challenge. But I wanted to uh, work backwards because It doesn't just say love people. It says love them as we love ourselves. That's okay. I love myself. I clothe myself. Feed myself. But do I really? You know, no one except me knows all my failings. Some of you know some of them. Some of you know a few more of them. But no one except me knows everything. All my failings. Even our spouses or children or siblings don't know everything. They don't know our thoughts, our attitudes. It's only us. And sometimes it can be harder to forgive other people than it is to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we don't like what we see inside us. And so how can we love other people if we don't love ourselves in the way that God loves us? with a healthy love when he looks at us and says you're my daughter, you're my son I see the blood of Christ has cleansed you you've got on his righteousness and every time I look at you I just smile we're not perfect but we've got to see ourselves the way God sees us so that we can love others so how do we love God? I was thinking about it yesterday and I thought I don't know if we could love anyone like that with our whole heart, soul, mind, passion, thinking if we didn't trust them. There might be someone we love but we've got a bit of a question mark over them. And so we reserve a bit of our heart. We keep a little bit of a distance between us just in case they're not completely trustworthy. But God is commanding us to love him with every fibre of our being. So again, do we love him enough to trust him with everything? Do we love him enough to let go of the stuff we've been carrying, maybe old, old wounds from years ago that we've almost forgotten about but they're buried and at some point they might bubble up do we love him enough to let go of stuff that we've dealt with before and picked up again and feel, feel condemned about that do we love him and trust him enough to believe what he says when he says I'll never leave you or forsake you well, maybe our walls are so big and so strong. And we're so scared to let them come down that we won't let them come down. Maybe they define who we are. Maybe they define and filter through our thoughts and what we say and how we re- respond to people. It's filtered through those walls, those lies of, of um, unworthiness, of rejection, of shame, of guilt loneliness, unforgiveness and maybe we're too scared to let them come down because we just don't know who we'll be if, if they've gone we've had them so long and they're so strong do we really love God enough to trust him with those? it's a command and his blessings are on the other side of that of his walls. If we want to access the blessings and the promises of the kingdom of God, we've got to go through that little door and leave our stuff on the other side. And I love that our pastors give us these opportunities. We have older calls every week. And now we've got a whole evening to encounter the Holy Spirit. And it's so precious And it can be so powerful. Could you just stand now? And I'm going to ask you to come forward. And there'll be people to pray for you and with you if you want. If you want to just do business on your own with God, that's fine. Just say so. But we'll be here to pray if you want. If you've got stuff you want to get rid of. If you know there's lies, if you know you're struggling with depression or insecurity and you want to get rid of it, come now. If you feel rejected and you're not quite sure whether God will accept you or whether you'll be second class with him, come now. If there's old hurts, decades old never received healing you've never had those scars on your heart taken away come now if your walls are so high
4: and you want freedom
3: but you're scared you don't know how to live without them come now come, come and if nothing else God wants to love on you He just wants to love on all of us. He wants to pour out His love. He wants to take us into new depths of relationship with Him. Who wouldn't want that? If you just want to encounter God and let Him love on you, come now. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, we had that opportunity this morning. More of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want more of his revelation and his power. Ask him why you don't feel you need it. Don't waste this chance. Don't waste. You've been out before. Come again. Come every time. Come. Come. Come and drink. Come and eat. You've no idea what he wants to give you. He's here now. He's, He's been waiting to meet with you.
4: is just flowing tonight, so beautiful, so beautiful, and I just feel just the presence of God here so strong, and what I'd love us to do right now is I want to pray for two groups of people, one, if you have been a Christian for five years or less, I'd love you to come and stand just along the front here, I know that it'll probably be quite a few of the youth, maybe some of the older ones, five years or less, just come down here, over here, That'd be fantastic. Thanks. Make an orderly line. <laughs> there's got to be some more who've only been Christians for five years or less. More than just three. <laughs> come on. Some of you out at the back. Harimai. <laughs> over this side. that will be awesome. Now let's have, I feel like there's leaders here and you're going to prophesy. You're going to come and prophesy over some of these guys. So I would love some of you leaders to come and prophesy. And I'd like someone else to stand behind them. That'd be good. There's still some more coming who have only been Christians five years or less. I just pray, Lord, that you bless these ones. You release the word of the Lord on them right now. And the word I get for you is rapid growth, rapid growth, rapid growth. In Jesus' name. Come on, we need some more leaders to come and stand in front of them and behind them and pray. Now, the ones on this side, I would love you to come, as I've just got a burden for kati kati and all of you beautiful kati people. Would you come and stand here? Because I want to pray with you and for you. And I feel like there's some people who have got intercession and um, some of you evangelists, would, like Megan, would you come? Tim, would you come? I want you guys, Tim Cost and Megan Moore, uh, just come and make a nice line, cutty people, and come and pray and lay hands because I feel like the Lord is going to do something. And cutty, cutty, make up, maybe make one long line across here. I don't know what He's going to do out there, but He is doing something. He is already doing it. Makes room here, some more lovely cutty ladies coming. And we're going to lay hands on you guys. And uh, if you, anyone out there has a burden for Kati Kati and what God is going to do, why don't you come and stand behind these guys and lay hands on them? Come on, this is about participation tonight. This is not about being a spectator. So now you've got permission to come. Catherine, you're from Kati Kati. Why don't you come and lay hands on them? (laughs) You're like, I want to get out of the place. No, come and pray for them. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Let's lay hands on them. All right, you guys from Kati, why don't you just start praying, praying for your town because the Lord is doing something. Why don't all of us pray for Katy Katy right now? Father, right now, we pray for Kati Kati that you would raise up an army. Raise up an army, Lord, of soldiers, of warriors for Jesus. Raise up men and women of God who will intercede, who will pray. We call forth the people Precious fruit of Kati Kati for the kingdom of God. We call forth souls from that place. In Jesus' name, we call backsliders back to you. We call people back out of darkness and into light. Lord, I pray strengthen to the churches there. We pray you would touch lives, touch hearts, touch souls. Bring them back to you. Strengthen every church, every leader in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, we pray you'd raise up prayer meetings out in that place. We pray you'd raise up an army of prayer warriors. Raise them up, Lord God, of preachers of the gospel, evangelists. In Jesus' name, raise them up. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. In Jesus' name.
5: God, everybody drives through Keddie. Everybody wants to live in Keddie. But everybody in Caddy's not saved. Lord, we just speak the spirit of salvation into Caddy Caddy. We speak the the cry of people's hearts to look to you. We speak the the cry of the town to be a cry of, Oh God, where are you, God? Lord, I just pray, Lord, that that your your spirit would sweep in there and it would take over Caddy Caddy. And there'd be people saved and there'd be this big snowball thing and everybody say, What's going on in our town? Lord, the power of God, we speak the fire of God on these people. We speak salvation, we speak baptisms, we speak baptism in the Holy Spirit, we speak miracles, we speak healing. Lord, I pray somebody come out of their wheelchair, I pray somebody be raised from the dead. Lord, I pray somebody, a miracle happen in Kattegatty so that your name would be exalted, your name would be lifted up. Father God, we just look out over all these people here and we speak the spirit of salvation. Lord, I speak a spirit of boldness over them so that they, have, they have no fear. They want to go, hey, do you know about Jesus? Hey, do you know about Jesus? Do you know what Jesus done for me? We just speak the spirit of salvation, health, prosperity, and the goodness of God into the town of Katakati. In Jesus' name,
4: let it be, let it be, let it be. Thank you, Lord. Yes, give God praise. If you believe it, come on. invite us all to come to the front or the aisles and we're going to sing one more worship song and we're going to give everything we have to the Lord. Tell you what happens. Like, So let's come and do that now. I invite you to stand where you are and if you're keen, come to the front or in the aisles because when we get full of the Holy Spirit, there's no more room for fear. Perfect love casts out all fear and we've got to get full of His presence. Why don't you guys up the front take two steps forward so there's room for the people behind. And we're going to just abandon any fear we have. So when we sing, He is going to come and inhabit our praises. He is going to come and sit on our praises. And He is going to fill us up afresh. Come on through, guys. There's a bit of a bottleneck over here. Come on through. Come on through. So perfect love casts out fear. You're going to get filled up with the presence of God. Thanks, team. Awesome.